Welcome back, Tiger fans, to Before the Box Score. I am your host, Nate Edwards, coming to you after not a great week in Mizzou football, but uh, let's call it an opportunity week in Mizzou football, an opportunity to get back on the right track, show them what we can do. Uh, unfortunately, we are playing a Power 5 opponent, uh, and one that actually beat us pretty decently a couple of years ago. So what I wanted to do this week, uh, was to take a peek behind the Iron Curtain. I uh, reached out to the fine folks over at the Smoking Musket, uh, and they were willing to uh, lend us some voices for today's show. So I am joined tonight uh, by Jordan Pinto, uh, staff football writer, a little bit of basketball as well, uh, but who has been covering the Mountaineers uh, for the Smoking Muskets, uh, including their uh, wonderful coaching search this past offseason. Uh, say hello to the people, Jordan. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Glad to be here. Yeah, we're glad to have you, man. Um, so we've got kind of a tale of two teams here. Um, I'm certainly not going to speak for you, uh, but I get the general feeling that both Missouri fans and West Virginia fans don't feel so hot about their team. It's just the difference is that you all won yours and we did it. So uh, I guess just coming into this game and looking at what the Mountaineers did last week, how do you feel about your team after game one in the books. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, so, you know, like you said, uh, we uh, we did happen to uh, squeak it out. So I think, uh, you know, the initial the initial uh, feeling was definitely uh, one of relief because uh, it was definitely a little dicey there. You know, they had us down 7-3 uh, at halftime. And, you know, JMU is a, is a, is a good FCS team, but, uh, you know, certainly don't like to uh, – to have it be that close at home for the home opener, you know, the opener of the, of the Neil, of the Neil Brown era. So um, definitely one of relief. Um, you know, we're happy we won. It seems like there's a lot of uh, coachable moments uh, in there. Um, hopefully, hopefully some things that are easily fixable. I think uh, some of the issues were, were effort related, you know, things like that. So um, feeling okay coming into week two. Um, as for, you know, our expectation for the season, I guess, doesn't really move the needle because, you know, we were, we were, that was one of the few games we were expected to win. <laughs> but, um, but um, yeah, no, I mean, we're, we're feeling good that we won, but we definitely uh, are hoping for a better performance this week. Yeah, we can certainly appreciate that kind of sentiment. Um, it's, it's always good to win, right? Just win, baby. Uh, one point better is a win, you know? So, um, no doubt. But yeah, I mean, James Madison. I don't know how big you are within the FCS scene, but like, yeah, it's North Dakota State and then and then them. So I guess like heading into this game, this is also a good question for you. Heading into this game, did you feel good about it, or were you all kind of apprehensive from the start? Uh, you know, th- there was uh, there was a lot of excitement just around uh, you know the fact that it was it was Neil Brown's first game, but uh, you know the group text with my buddies. Um, you know, some of the, uh, some of the internet community, there was definitely some apprehension, you know, James Madison, uh, they had a pretty decent season last year. I think they went nine and four, um, but brought back 20 of 22 starters and, you know, a whole handful more of, uh, of key contributors. And, and actually one of the, uh, one of the two starters that were coming in, uh, was a, uh, unanimous first team All-American cornerback who, who just missed last year with an injury. So, um, <clears throat> You know, they had a lot of a lot of uh, FBS uh, transfers, a lot of actually Power Five transfers, mm-hmm. um, a lot of kids who were recruited by FBS schools. So it was uh, it was definitely you know they were on our radar. Um, we're we're very much uh, year zero rebuilding mode right now. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, no, by by no means did we see it as a sure thing um, <laughs> coming into uh, coming into last weekend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
I, I you pit you pit Missouri against James against James Madison. I would not feel good as well. So, uh, well, honestly, was, coach and all that. Yeah, I, I was thinking it would be fun to watch uh, James Madison play Wyoming. Um, you know, I know Wyoming's obviously <laughs> obviously. Oh, you know, Wyoming's a, a, a G5 school, but uh, James Madison, I feel like, is, is especially this year anyways, with, with that much experience and uh, talent coming back, I mm-hmm. feel like they're, they're kind of on that level. So I was thinking that would be a – I would, I would uh, absolutely be down to watch that game at some point. Absolutely. And Bull has the Wyoming program almost as North Dakota stated as he can possibly get it. So, uh, yeah, that would be that'd be a very good matchup. But, um, but we're not going to be previewing that. We are that <laughs> more important stuff. things, right? <laughs> um, more important teams, right? So we got you, – you, you, you escape with the win. I like that term, escape. Uh, it's a sense of relief. Um, but I guess looking at the game, and it's it's been a couple days. You can kind of decompress and unclench. Um, what were some positives that you took away uh, from the James Madison game specifically? Yeah, um, so <laughs> – in the first half, there weren't a whole lot of, uh, of, of positives, really. Um, you know, I'd say offensively, uh, the, the biggest one was uh, no turnovers. Um, you know, for as sloppy as we played, uh, we, we didn't give the ball away at all. And, uh, you know, if my memory serves, I don't think we really even got away with anything, you know, like a tip pass or a dropped interception or anything. So um, good to see us taking care of the football like that. Um, I'd say uh, from a quarterback uh, standpoint, Austin Kendall, obviously Oklahoma transfer coming in, is his first meaningful game action in probably uh, in, you know a couple of years at least. And uh, I, I really like the foundation that he laid. Yeah. Um, he, he he completed 27 out of 42, uh, which is uh, you know not not terrible on its own, um, but uh, missed a few deep balls where we had guys open and he just kind of overthrew them. And I don't know if that's uh, you know first game excitement or just he's not on the on the same page with those guys yet. Um, so missed a few of those, uh, had, I think four or five drops, um, you know, so, so you start connecting on those, you get up into that 34 out of 42, 35 out of 42, which is, which is really, really solid. Uh, he had a couple, couple times when he probably misread, uh, the route threw it to the wrong guy. But, uh, you know, again, that's for, for his first meaningful action in a couple of years, I, I really, uh, I thought he, uh, performed pretty well, can only get better. Um, defensively. Uh, like I said earlier, man, they they ran all over us in the first half, um, and uh, it, was, it was honestly in the in the. I actually I went out, I lived down in Charlotte. I went up for the game though, and uh, from the stands, it was pretty demoralizing because you know in your head it's it's James Madison, but uh, you know it, it kind of felt like it was Oklahoma just running through us out there for six eight yards a pop. Um, but uh, but really liked the way we responded in the second half, especially the mm-hmm. D line. Um, the D line has quietly uh, kind of become a strength for us this year. Um, you know we've. Uh, just through through graduate transfers, yeah. junior college transfers. Uh, we got Taj Olson coming in and uh, Ruben Jones from Michigan. Um, and then uh, a couple of young guys who are, who are developing pretty nicely. But that's kind of become a strength for us. And they really woke up in the second half and, and kind of shut down the run. Uh, I, think they, I think they picked up seven, eight tackles for a loss and, and you know, three or four sacks. So um, definitely nice to see them come alive and kind of take, the, take control of the game for us when we, uh, when we really needed it. Yeah, you know, I was I was looking at your guys' performance, um, especially on the defensive side, uh, because obviously we had some issues uh, in our game. And, you know, four sacks on, on 24 attempts, I believe, is what it ended up being. Yeah, a bunch of tackles for loss. Um, that defensive end, it, it was a switch in mentality, right? Uh, Coach, uh, your defense coordinator, Vic Caney, he's, he's, he's brought in a different type of defense, uh, but you're starting a lot of, 
upperclassmen? Is this more like, hey, this is what they all should have been doing? Or do you think they're just coaching them up really well and now they're kind of uh, beast on fire now. So, so honestly, I, th- I think it's a combination of, uh, of you know, kind of the right change at the right uh, at the right time, um, and uh, you know, so yeah, like you said, we we ran the three three five under Tony Gibson for for the last uh, uh, well, I guess five five years now. Um, had some had some pretty high highs, had some pretty low lows, but he's down at NC State now. Um, and Vic, uh, yeah, Vic came in and he runs more of uh, you know, kind of a four two five. Honestly, it's not a whole lot different from from uh, what it looks like you guys run. Uh, you know, we have uh, mm-hmm. we have the nose tackle, we have a three technique, and then a, a five technique end, and then basically just like a pure edge rusher, uh, a couple linebackers behind him, and then uh, five defensive backs. You know, a couple hybrid safeties, and then your standard uh, free safety and uh, two corners. Um, but uh, yeah, up front we had uh, so we have the I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, the Stills brothers, um, couple of legacy kids. Yeah, yeah, Darius, Darius and Dante. And Dante? Yeah, so, uh, Couple of legacy kids. Um, their their dad played for us uh, in the late '90s and was, you know, nice. I mean, he's a he's a mm-hmm. Mountaineer legend. Played in the NFL for a little while, um, but they've kind of come into their own. And the switch, uh, you know, they're both athletic kids, so uh, the, the switch to a four-man front where they can attack a little bit more, as opposed to kind of a three-man front where really, I mean, you know, your alignment or, or the responsibility is really just to soak up blockers and let everybody else go make tackles. Um, yeah. So the switch was definitely great for both of them because, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're explosive interior, uh, interior players. And then um, we got Ruben Jones and Taj Olsen, who I mentioned earlier, a couple of transfers who are both uh, perfect for, for the five technique end, which uh, is something that we, uh, you know, didn't really have in our team a year ago. Uh, so, yeah, no, I mean, combination of, of, of scheme and, and getting the right players in there, having a couple of guys developed, it's, it's worked out really nicely. I want to get back to the quarterbacks real quick. Um, Going into this season, Austin Kendall obviously transferring from from Oklahoma. Um, Jack Allison had been there for a while. Just just for you, I mean, you can tell me the fans' point of view as well. But from your standpoint, were you pulling for Allison, the guy who'd been here for a while, uh, with possibly a lower lower ceiling, or did you really want Kendall to get the gig kind of right out from the beginning? Uh, honestly, there you know. Not a not a whole lot of preference um, from my point of view. Um, I went up and watched the watched the spring game, and neither of them, to be honest, neither of them looked particularly good in the spring game. Uh, so you know, you're kind of just hoping that that one of the two would uh, would you know grab the bull by the horn, so to speak, and, and kind of make the job their own. Um, as the summer progressed, that didn't really happen. Uh, kind of an interesting thing that happened late is uh, we we got uh, Jared Daggy transferred in from Bowling Green. And uh, yeah. got granted his eligibility. And I think, you know, you, you talk about the fans' perspective. I think a lot of people were um, kind of low-key thinking that he might win the job if he became eligible. Um, but uh, I guess over fall camp, it, it sounds like Kendall, uh, Kendall was the best, the best guy of, of the, the four we had on the roster. So, um, yeah, from my perspective, I'm, I'm, I'm all pro Kendall uh, at this point. Um, if he won the job, it's, it's his. <laughs> let's, let's roll. Let's do it. Nice. Yeah. Well, good. 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 So, so we've gone over the positives. Yes. Um, obviously, when you when you beat an FCS team, no matter the quality of the team, uh, twenty to thirteen, you know, there's probably some some lessons you can learn. So, do you see any? Oh, what's my corporate speak? Any areas of opportunity uh, that you would like to see addressed before? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Right before Mountaineers play against Tigers, what do you, what do you want to see? 
Um, yeah, so so I think uh, the the biggest thing that jumped out uh, for sure on both sides of the ball is the uh, the lack of physicality. Um, honestly, I mean, it, it didn't it didn't look like we really realized we were in uh, you know a real life football game until uh, probably mid second quarter. Like I said, the defensive line woke up at woke up at halftime and played a lot better. But honestly, the, the offensive line uh, one of the worst performances <laughs> that uh, that I can remember and. In my however many years, you know, a couple decades of watching Mountaineer football, we, we didn't have a single uh, run over 10 yards, um, which I think we were, we were one of only five teams in the country that uh, had that uh, distinct honor this uh, this past weekend. The other four lost. And uh, and uh, I think we, we went for 34 yards, which I think is it's the, the least or the fewest, least fewest. Um, is our, our worst performance yeah. since uh, the bowl game against Utah uh, a couple of years ago, and you know one of the one of the five five or six worst in the decade. So um, definitely looking, you know, mm. it, it almost looked like we were just expecting to to run into uh, their their guys, and like like it was almost a walkthrough where they would just uh, be like, okay, yeah, I'm blocked now. Um, yeah, go ahead and go ahead and gain your ten yards, and and then line up again. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, Neil Brown and Matt Moore. Matt Moore is our uh, co- offense coordinator and offensive line coach. Both of them called it out this week in their in their Tuesday media session. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we're a lot better uh, with regards to that this week. You know, looking at the game itself, one of the I think the most surprising things that I saw was Kennedy McCoy had 11 carries for 11 yards. Uh, he's certainly not going to be held to that standard for the rest of the year. He's going to break out, but. Looking at your running back and looking at the offensive line, who how much how much blame goes around? Is it fifty fifty? Is it thirty seventy? What do you what do you see there? Um, I, I would uh, I'd put it at least seventy five twenty five uh, offensive line. I mean, you know, there was wow. yeah, there's there just wasn't a whole lot of room to run. You know, we we have uh, Kennedy and then we have uh, Martel Petaway and Alex Sinkfield. Letty Brown was actually hurt this weekend, but we have you know we have three or four guys who. Uh, I feel really good about giving them the football, and uh, and yeah, there just wasn't there wasn't any room for them to to do anything last week. Um, now JMU they they weren't necessarily stacking the box, um, but they were moving around a lot, kind of in, in their linebackers. And then uh, at the third level, you know, they they have a couple really good safeties who they were kind of uh, they were starting them deep, but they were attacking the line as soon as the ball was snapped. And it, you know, I don't know if our guys weren't ready for that or or, or what, but. Uh, but yeah, no, we 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 need to do a whole lot better uh, with blocking this week. Just you know, pure effort-wise, of getting on blocks and sustaining blocks. And it's like you know, I'm looking at your your depth chart here. There's there's a lot of freshmen uh, behind the uh, Josh Sills, Colton McKivitz, Kelby Wickline. Like you're looking at redshirt freshmen and, and normal yep. freshmen. I'm assuming that means you're not going to see any lineup shaking, you know, between uh, game to game, but is there a part of you that wants to see the young guys step up or are you like, Hey, it's, it's rebuilding year. Just, you know, take your lumps and learn from it. Uh, you, you know, yeah. Part of you uh, wants to get as much football out of those guys as you can, obviously. Right. Um, but, but most of the, sure. I don't know. It's weird. Most of the, most of the word out of camp is that, you know, those guys are okay for a snap or two here or there, but really we, we kind of have, we have a set for um, some McKibbitts obviously, uh, you know, is, is probably, top to bottom, the best player on our team at left tackle. Um, and then Josh Sills was a really good player for us at guard last year. He's moved over to center just because we've had some, uh, you know, like you said, we, you know, we got, we, we don't have a whole lot of experience uh, across any of the positions, but 
it seems like we felt good about uh, Sills and McKivitz and then uh, the left left guard, Mike Brown, and uh, Kelby Wickline, who, who played a lot for us last year. So um, four were set, and then we've been shuffling a lot after that. Um, yeah, obviously you'd like to see a young guy kind of step up and, and, and take the reins, but it is what it is. I guess, you know, we, we kind of <laughs> – we, we have who we have. It seems like we're just kind of rolling with these guys. We just need them to play better. Well, so obviously you're looking at a couple of things to improve. That's just going to happen as the season goes on. I guess seeing what you saw, knowing what you know about this team, and then looking ahead, I don't know how much scouting you've done of Missouri, but kind of just in general, how do you feel about the game this week? So, uh, yeah, so no, I've definitely been uh, been doing some homework here. Um, you know, it's, it's weird. I, I feel like uh, – Certain subsections of our uh, of Mountaineer Nation kind of you know saw that you guys saw that you guys lost and really didn't didn't dive any deeper into it. Um, you know they didn't see like I don't know. I, so I watched the game and it felt like kind of everything that could have gone wrong went wrong, right? I mean you guys yeah you guys you're right. ran up and down the field without breaking a breaking a sweat for the first two drives, and then uh, what I think the third drive is when they got that the, the fumble, and then. Yep. Chambers broke a couple long ones and then two red zone. T- I mean, you know, it was just like, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't want to dump on you guys. It was, it was like a comedy of errors almost. Right. I mean, it was literally everything that bad that could have happened, happened. Um, and you guys still almost won, yep. you know, like you still exactly. almost, you still exactly. almost won. So I don't know. I don't know what the, uh, what the vibe is over, uh, you know, rock M nation. I don't know if you guys are feeling, feeling good or bad, or if people are just, you know, really down about it, but, I'm certainly not falling into the traps that, that you guys are any any worse because of the loss this week. Um, you know, like I said, cha- Chambers I felt like was was really the difference in the game. We don't have we don't have Sean Chambers on our team, uh, so thank God. You know, the whatever rushing yards you guys gave up, I, I don't necessarily think that we're gonna we're gonna find the same joy because so much of that was just you know like zone read or you know misdirection stuff with the or just him scrambling really. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think I, I definitely expect both teams to play a lot better. You know, I think uh, we, like I said, I think we have some fixable stuff that, that will hopefully be a lot better in the second game. And uh, I, I definitely don't expect uh, the same, the same uh, misfortune for you guys at home, right? I mean. <laughs> we'll certainly hope not. Nothing against you guys, obviously. But we really need a win. Um, yeah. No doubt. yeah. <laughs> It's 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 so interesting um, to think of a narrative because you could you could exactly like you said we had an opportunity to win it at the end and we did not. If we did, the narrative becomes you know we can survive shooting ourselves in the foot fifty thousand times and still play right. win. We didn't, so it's we are cursed and terrible and everything is bad. What was me? Um, you know, just I guess from a temperature standpoint, obviously uh, a lot of. A lot of Missouri fans are frustrated with Barry Odom and his consistent slow starts to the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I certainly understand that. Uh, give the guy more than two weeks to prepare. He doesn't win a game. That's, that's, he's literally never won a game with more than two weeks of preparation. So, it's bad news um, for us. <laughs> now, so, I know. We only got one yeah, week, yeah. so we got you right where we want you. Um, but, uh, you know, I, it's, it's one of those things where – he does a pretty good job of circling the wagons, especially when he feels pressure and the team definitely responds to that. Uh, they, they love him a lot and they, they rally to him. Uh, so it'll be interesting. Obviously 
you all came away with a win with a lot of improvement uh, that you see, which is a good thing. Winning with improvement needed is awesome. We uh, had a loss with a lot of fluky things happening. So we're going to be coming out to try to make a statement for sure. Um, if, if the good thing happens for you guys, right, if your good guys win, to you, what would be the key to a victory over Missouri in Columbia this week? Um, yeah, so so one on both sides of the ball, I guess. Um, offensively, uh, you know, we just part of West Virginia's DNA at this point, and I don't know. I think this is probably a carryover from from Dana Holgerson, and uh, we used to call ourselves, you know, throw it up, you. Um, we're going to take shots downfield in the passing game, <laughs> um, and we hit. You know, like I said, we hit a couple last week. I uh, missed a couple more. I know that uh, you guys kind of have a history of, well, or at least, you know, last year where you, you, you let some people get behind you. Um, and so, I, yeah, Sometimes, yeah, every yeah. now and then, every now and then. <laughs> um, so I think we're, I think we're going to take our shots uh, <laughs> offensively, but uh, I would uh, offensively, I would circle back to, I mean, we, we have to, we, we have to establish the run, be a little bit more physical, honestly, just to, just to prove to ourselves that we can against a real football team. Right. I mean, just for the confidence boost yeah. last week was honestly, yeah. it was really, really demoralizing because, because coming into the year, we, 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 everybody's thinking that the running game is going to be the, the strength of the team. So for us to get kind of punched in the mouth the way we did mm-hmm. uh, was, was kind of a big letdown. Um, and then uh, the, defensively, I would say, uh, you know, you guys have tons of weapons. Um, I like both of the running backs. Actually, I think I, Beatty is my favorite player, I think on your team. Same, same. Keep dude. keep telling me more how much you. Oh like. my god, dude. Yeah, no. Just watch watching the game last week. Uh, kind of kind of went down a little bit of a YouTube uh, uh, rabbit hole on him. Yeah, mm-hmm. just the way you guys move him around. He can do lots of different things. Um, yeah, big fan. Big fan of Tyler Beatty. Um, obviously your tight end's awesome. Um, but for me, uh, it, it comes back to to Kelly Bryant. Um, and obviously you know he mm-hmm. he threw for what four hundred four hundred thirty four hundred thirty. Four twenty-three. Yeah, so you know he's going to throw it. The big thing for me, I think we're going to come out and try and stop the run on you guys. And quarterbacks uh, like Kelly, who can scramble around, have historically killed us. Uh, The dude last week, uh, Ben DiNucci, hit transfer, um, broke our backs Mm -hmm. a couple times in the first half, scrambling around on third and longs, and you know, like the few times that we did get them behind the sticks, um, just extended drives, which is which is awful. Uh, so I think defensively, our key—you know—if we are able to get you guys behind the sticks this week, we have to we have to finish and get off the field. We can't let Kelly Bryant run around and and make plays with his legs and extend drives and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Well, he's he's a very generous individual. He'll give you the ball a couple times. So uh, <laughs> that might work out in your benefit, actually. Who knows? Uh, hey, well, we will accept with open arms. <laughs> I'm sure, man. he will. Anything, anything he wants to give us, we'll take it. I'm sure you will. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You talk about the the, the receiving the, your receivers. I love to throw it up. You, that's fantastic. Um, y'all really <laughs> didn't have that last week. It seemed like it was your slot guys who were, you know, targeting the most, or at least turning out the most yards. Um, yeah. So yep. is that what Sean Ryan and Sam James, those are your outside guys? Can they, you know, what have they done? Can they get going? Yeah, so it's those two, and then uh, the Florida State transfer named George Campbell are, are kind of our big, uh, big dudes on the outside. We have a guy named Bryce Wheaton as well, but he's he's kind of probably fourth in line. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's weird. Uh, they it felt like they were doing a good job getting open, but uh, I don't know. Earlier, I was kind of saying JMU was moving around a lot on defense, and it mm-hmm. felt like they were kind of 
I think we run a lot of option routes and, and they were picking the wrong options, you know, sometimes because because gotcha. uh, yeah. they were a little confused with what they were seeing. So I wouldn't be surprised if you guys do some of that stuff this week as well. Um, but you're right. Yeah, no, the, the slot guys, uh, Tevin Bush, TJ Simmons, um, they're definitely our chain movers. Um, you know, they're the guys who are kind of kind of operate underneath, uh, try and try and suck your safeties up so that the, the few times we do uh, attack down the field, there's a little bit of space there. So, yeah, it was just it was very shocking to see, yeah. you know, again, you know, it's, it's a low output uh, for yardage and it's just not what you expect. Yeah, man, definitely not what we're used to. Um, hopefully, hopefully it gets better. Uh, it seems, you know, like I said, Kendall, Kendall showed a little bit of promise. I'm optimistic that, you know, with a little more time and uh, being out there with the bullets flying around, he'll get used to it and start start hitting on this uh, sooner sooner rather than later, hopefully. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Missouri hasn't recorded a sack in like 13 years, so you'll have plenty of time. <laughs> I did, uh, I did that. notice that. Yeah, it's been 13. Yeah, what, uh, 2007 was the last sack, I think, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, those were great times. <laughs> the good old days, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so I can't let you go without a stupid prediction. Uh, you can either predict a score or a stat line or whatever you want to predict. But give me a prediction about this week's day. Okay. Um, well, so obviously I can't uh, can't come behind enemy lines here and uh, and not say that we're we're gonna win the game, right? Um, you know, no. So uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think honestly, I mean, literally, our running came. Couldn't, can't be any worse. At least I, you know, that's what I'm telling myself. Um, so I, th- I think we're going to run it well yeah. enough to, uh, to, to, you know, uh, pick up some first downs, control some clock a little bit. And then hopefully, uh, you know, like I said, Austin starts hitting on some of those deep balls to uh, Sam James and Sean Ryan and, and those guys. And, um, and, you know, God, God willing, we can keep Kelly Bryant under uh, control. But uh, yeah, no, I think I think we'll uh, I think we'll keep it close and then maybe steal it late, like you know, a late field goal, maybe thirty to twenty-seven, something like that. Sure. Yeah. I gotta okay. I gotta be optimistic. I'll allow it. I gotta be optimistic, right? So yeah, we <laughs> certainly not <laughs> gonna blame you. What do you guys think? What's your prediction? What are you thinking? Oh yeah, I think it's gonna be a, a little bit of a feeling out period uh, in the first half. You know, someone lays a haymaker here, someone matriculates down the field there. Probably looking at like 13-10, maybe 17-10 at half, you know, whichever side. Eh, whoever wins, probably 34-21, something like that. Like it's just someone pulls away. And yeah, a little I think, run you know, away. That yeah. Someone would be. yeah, well, I mean, we'll <laughs> see, I guess, huh? <laughs> hey, you know what? We're just two guys who follow the team. What oh, man. That's what the boys do. Man, so. I can't wait. I can't wait. Have you, uh, have you ever been to Columbia before? Uh, I have not. And it was uh, – so I try and do a road trip every year. Um, and it, mm-hmm. I was trying to make it this year. Uh, usually I do Austin when we go down and play Texas, obviously, because uh, ah, Austin's fantastic. Um, but, uh, yeah. you know, I was, I was trying to make Columbia this year and just uh, just uh, scheduling, you know, uh, family and, and work and all that stuff. It didn't work out. But I uh, would love to make it. I've heard that it is an awesome college town. So I mean, I, I made it a point to be this, this game being the one that I go to. Because, yeah, we just don't see you guys all that often. So... Uh, exactly. Yeah, but uh, it'll be good. Uh, hopefully, it's a good game. You know, in, in any case, that's all you can really ask for. Uh, but yeah, hey, Jordan, appreciate it. Man. Appreciate all the information and insight you gave uh, to you now your team. Absolutely, man. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. It was, uh, it was fun. Well, this has been before the box score. Tiger fans, gosh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, sounds like we have our hands full. Hopefully, the, uh, the actual good guys pull it out. Uh, until then, uh, until next week. Mais isso.